0: the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Greetings this morning in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. It's good to be here. Greetings to you all. Visitors, there's some visitors here that I know and I don't know. (laughs) God bless you. Uh, Join in and and trust that uh, you already have been blessed and I am blessed. I have been blessed um, with, with, with what God brought already thus far. And uh, yeah, I was singing that song. I can't think of it now or I can't get it together now, but there's a song, something about how good Jesus is. How good God is. Just the way He ordered the service this morning. Thank you, Lee, for that opening. And if you have more to say, come on up and I'll sit down. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, some of the things that he shared, I, I want to, interesting enough, I have on my notes, even though my, my notes a little bit the way they are this morning, I feel a little bit maybe scattered, scattered but yet uh, I have in my notes here Corinthians 13, uh, so we might look some more at that this morning. <clears throat> But going back to that last song that we sang, brothers and sisters, this is not our home. Let's make sure that we're not in that cruise ship, but let's make sure we're in that lifeboat. And if there's anyone here today that doesn't know for sure, am I in in the cruise ship or am I in the lifeboat? And sometimes people find themselves, they're not quite sure where they're at. And and then there's others, they know very clearly where they're at. But I want to encourage you this morning, I feel Lee did a very good job of just encouraging those who are here this morning, if you know that you're not saved, today is the day of salvation. You can be saved, you can become a child of God today. Don't put it off. It could be, if you wait too long, it could be too late. But anyways, <clears throat> and in light of that song too, my, I, this past week, I was, uh, my mind went to Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. While we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. God help us to have those eyes that Moses had he saw him who is invisible. He endured the wrath of the king because he saw him who is invisible. So praise the Lord for those. Yeah. And uh, Randall, thank you too for that children's lesson. Uh, God bless you for being instant in season and out. I don't know when you got the call, but uh, God bless you for that. <clears throat> well, the title this morning of the message that I have on my heart and again, it's one of those uh, passages of scripture that I was in the beginning of this week. Uh, maybe I should back up a little bit. We were gone the last two Sundays. We listened in every time. And, and uh, I was blessed with what I heard and what was shared. And, and I trust you were all blessed and encouraged too. So uh, <clears throat> we were out in Colorado for the first Sunday. And LaVon had a, uh, where's LaVon at? LaVon had the opening, and I was very blessed with that opening. Uh, I'm not sure where he's at, but anyways. Um, And uh, let's see, Larry had the main message, if I remember correctly, and it was very good too. Uh, Then last Sunday, we listened in too, and uh, I was encouraged again. I will say, going on a trip like that, you mentioned, Lee, about being in the ark there. We were in a little motor home. I, I think we did pretty good. I don't know. <laughs> because you have to ask my wife and my children as far as whether anything really came up. But besides that aspect, I thought we did pretty good. But I feel like one aspect that I, that I really felt felt, and it was this. We were in that tight motorhome and I did not have my nice place to go that I love to go in the morning. And I tell you, after we got back, I felt it. I just have to acknowledge I felt it. And, uh, and that's where, the, in a sense, the message that I have on my heart this morning is where it was birthed. And I went to uh, Romans chapter 8 and that's where we're going to go this morning. Um, <clears throat> but just the whole aspect of of, uh, yeah, Romans 8 there. We'll, we'll go there here shortly. Um, so, yeah, that whole thing there of, uh, we were down there at the, the Gulf, and Daryl talked about Jonah and the boat and the whale and all that, or the big fish, I guess it was. And uh, And we saw ships coming in from the ocean going in. And then in the afternoon, my wife and I, we had our, our bikes, and amazingly, the, where we were at, there was, there was sand on the shore. And I'd say about 100 feet or more between where the water was and where the bank was. And, and in between there, there was sand. It was packed. People would drive. And we went with our, we had these e-bikes, and we drove for, I don't know how far I went. Susan went part the way, and she said, I, she's pretty much done. So, But I saw these ships, and I really wanted to get up close to them. <laughs> Well, I didn't get up real close to him, but I got up closer. And, uh, but anyways, I'm just sharing a little bit of our trip there. We had a, we had a nice time together. It was, it was very good. But uh, again, I will mention, in light of where the, this message was birthed, was this whole aspect of, and the title of the message this morning is, Walking After the Spirit. I'm going to take this off, Lee.
1: <clears throat> uh.
0: I think we got a new board here. Let's see if the markers work. Maybe I'll just, uh, I decided I'm going to walk, walk. I'm going to write it on the board. Should have got Esther to do it here. I'm not a very good uh, writer. Can you see that in the back, Andrew? What's it say? Okay, you got it. Okay, then underneath there, I want to put no, no. Condemnation. Uh, let's see here. I I Spelt that right? No condemnation. Can you read that? <laughs> okay. Uh, I think it'll be good enough. <clears throat> Well, before we go into the message, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for being here. Thank you for all that was the scriptures that were read there about Joshua. Oh, God, I pray that we would rise up and be like a Joshua. Oh, Lord, I pray, help us, dear God, in this day that we live in, Lord. There's too many, God, that are floundering. There's too many... Too many that are jumping back into the cruise ship, Lord. But, oh, God, I pray, help us while we're bobbing out there on the, on the lifeboat, Lord, that there would be life and faith and strength and, and all the above there, oh, God, I pray. Lord, help us, God, to have that faith, that vital connection with the living God. Lord, we thank you this morning. Thank you for being here. Thank you for all that has been shared, God. And I just pray, Lord... That you would be continue to be with us here this morning, pray God, as we look into the scriptures here, a little bit some more, Lord, I ask for your blessing, I ask for your uh, that I would have clarity of thought and mind and not get too uh, bogged down with just uh, talking, Lord, but oh God, that somehow the what truly your heart is in this message here this morning that it would come through God to our hearts, Lord. we thank you, Father, and also God, we pray for Larry and Jewel and Martha down in Illinois this morning. Lord, we pray that you would be with them. We pray, God, that you would undergird them, Lord, just with the whole thing there with Martha, God. I pray, Heavenly Father, our prayer is, God, that you would heal her and that you would touch her, Lord, God, and raise her up back to full health again, God. But Father, we do pray that your hand would be upon her and that you would be with Larry and Jewel as they take care of her, Lord. We thank You and we praise You. And Lord, I pray to You for everyone that's here this morning. Lord, we're all at different places. We all have, uh, we live in different homes. God, we all have our different challenges. But Lord, You are God. And You can meet every one of those needs. And I pray, O oh Lord, that You would, oh God, just continue to speak to us here this morning and give us words of encouragement, Your promises, Your Word, God, Father, that there is victory in Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. We thank you and we praise you. I pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, let's turn to Romans chapter eight this morning. This is uh, probably—I don't know—most of us probably know this uh, passage here, Romans chapter eight. uh, It's—I love this passage. And I'm not sure how much I want to read here. Uh, I might just read a little bit here in the beginning. Uh, Yeah. Romans chapter 8. It says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, for what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. That the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in you, my brother, my sister, as we walk after the Spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded, is what? Life? No. It's death. But to be spiritually minded, it's life and peace. I like that. Life and peace. Do you have that peace in your heart this morning? The peace of God which passes all understanding. Just like a river with a water where it's nice and smooth. There's no ripples there. The peace of God is ruling and reigning. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is not subject to the law of God. Neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot, cannot please God. But you're not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwelleth in you. Now if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. He is in the, what is it, the ship. He's not in the lifeboat. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the Spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the Spirit of Him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you, He that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by His Spirit that dwelleth in you. Therefore, brethren... Therefore, brethren and sisters, we are debtors not to live, not to the flesh, to live after the flesh. For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. And Lee, in light of what you said, the discussion we had the other Sunday—when does that happen? When is that? I don't want to get that close. I want to stay on the other side, where there is no question. Why dabble with this? You know, if am I in or am I out? Just make sure you're in and then then it's fine, right? For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Having that witness, the witness of the Spirit of God on our hearts. I should read on here. Um, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ, it so be that ye have suffered with him that we may be also glorified together. For I reckon that the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. For the earnest expectation of the creatures waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. <clears throat> I think I'll stop reading there. But this scripture here is just full of. And uh, just meditating on it last night, looking at verse 1. Let's go back to verse 1 here. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. What do you get when you read that, brothers and sisters? What is that saying to you? I have wrangled with that over the years. I don't know if I should say wrangled, but I I have looked at it and pondered, looked at it from this angle, that angle. I heard messages and I heard this and I heard that. And for some reason, last night, it just seemed like it became, all of a sudden, it just became very clear to me. You know, we have this aspect of where we all like this. There is, there, now, there is therefore now no condemnation. Woo! Praise the Lord! No condemnation. Wow, you're living in sin? Now, wait a minute. Now, wait a minute. Well, I think there's some of that. I, I didn't do a lot of digging on that, but I think there's some of that theology out there. There is therefore now no condemnation. I mean, it's, you could say it's with the whole uh, Calvinistic teaching where a person never loses his salvation. But there is a point where if we choose to go our own way, we end up walking away from God. Mm. And where is that cut off? I don't want to know and I don't want you to uh, find out. I want you to stay on the, on the lifeboat. Let us stay on the lifeboat. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Let us stay on the lifeboat. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So to me, the simple verse here is very simple. There is no condemnation. There is no condemnation To those who are in where? In the lifeboat in Christ. Does it stop there? No, it doesn't stop there. It goes further, right? So we have two things in this passage here. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Okay. So we could stop there and I think some do. Okay. No condemnation. We're in Christ. Praise the Lord and praise God for that. We could read Romans 8. Where are we at? We are in Romans 8. But the last part here. Uh, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifies Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. yea, rather that is risen again. Who is even at the right hand of God? Who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? So forth. <clears throat> but there is. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. And praise God for that. For that. Uh, that we have. Christ, He came, He shed His blood, He died on the cross, so that we can be forgiven and that there is no condemnation. So before God, we can be, there is no condemnation. But now, there's also, we read something else here yet. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. So first of all, you need to make sure you're in Christ. If If you're in Christ this morning... You don't have to be under condemnation, but if while you're in Christ and you're walking after the flesh, what happens? What happens? Is there condemnation? Yes. Are we? Do we agree on that, or is that? no condemnation. And I don't want to get into the, uh, I don't want to go into the deep theology and, and not, which I'm not a theologian by the way. Uh, but to me to me as I this thing just dawned on my heart last night it's like there it is. I don't have to live in condemnation. I know I'm in Christ Lee. I know I'm in the lifeboat. And I trust most of you here know that you're in the lifeboat. Praise God. But why is it that when we do something, when we do something like Randall was saying, where the the thing boils boils over or whatever, and all of a sudden we feel there's an uneasiness in our heart. It grieves the Spirit of God. And we feel condemnation. At least that's how it works for me. So, what is is the, is the, the key here? The key here is... First of all, make sure in Christ. The second one then is, is to walk after the spirit. So Andrew, are you going to walk perfectly in the spirit that there's going to be no condemnation? <laughs> While well, I was thinking of this, I wasn't sure whether I want to use this illustration or not. Yeah, why wouldn't I use it? But I, uh, I heard a message somewhere about the North Star and Christ being the North Star. And I was thinking of this thing about trains. And I'm not sure why I was thinking about trains for. But anyways. We want to be on this train. The train is walking in the spirit. And while we're on this train. And we're heading towards the north star. We give in to the flesh. And in a sense we. In a sense we maybe come off that rail. However you want to. Maybe theologically wise. That's not a perfect example. But anyways. Something happens. And So. Let's say we actually do sin, and it's a sin, so we repent of it. We, cleanse, we ask God to forgive us and cleanse us, and we get back on the track, and we keep going. That's simple. I mean, we, I think we all know that. Uh, but, so, so you probably say, oh, so what, I mean, what's so new about this? I mean, I heard this probably many times already. <laughs> And I'm not saying it's necessarily new. But for me, it was very encouraging. I know my own personal testimony. I am saved. How many years? I am 54 years old. In October the 7th of this year, I turned 54. And I got converted at home in my own little bedroom or bedroom at home in the farmhouse there. I think I was around, not sure if I was 20 yet or not. It was right I probably was 19. Because we got married when I was 20 and a half or so. Um, but anyways, I got converted. I got saved. I believe I got saved. And there was, a, there was a desire in my heart to seek after God. I wanted to walk after the Spirit, if you will. But after... So it, it probably wasn't too bad why I was still there in, the, in the, the setting we were in. You know, because... Whatever reasons... But then we started attending charity and I started hearing things I never heard before or it seemed that way. It could be that I heard them but I just somehow I just didn't connect because I was unconverted and it wasn't, yeah, however all that works. But anyways, I heard things I never heard before and I thought I have to be this spiritual giant today or I'm going to be, I, I, I'm not measuring up to what God is asking me to be. You know what that produced? Condemnation condemnation, condemnation. And I was one of those, you know, I, your wife, my wife could tell you this. I was one of those that when I got a hold of something, I ran with it and, 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 and then I would hit the wall and I'd crumble and I'd try to get my wits together again and I'd run again with all I had. I hope I've matured, but anyways. So I faced a lot of condemnation. And, and it's probably only the last, I'm not sure, maybe ten, I'll just say 10 years, that I started coming out of that. And I wish I would have understood this thing more clearly. I think if I would have understood, just the way I laid it out here this morning, I think if I would have understood that more clearly, I think it would have helped me a lot of banging up against the wall, if you will. <laughs> <clears throat> You know, we there. There is a secu- we are secure in Christ, but when we fail and we walk, at, if we derail and walk after the flesh, we end up doing something that we feel bad. Right? We should feel bad if we do something wrong. We should feel bad. If we don't feel bad, well, then the question rises: Are we really in Christ? There's no conviction of the Spirit of God. You know, we can go down that road. <clears throat> So I know what all this I know how that is, what it is to be under condemnation, and when a person is under condemnation, there's different, uh, there's different things that start happening with that or happen with that. somehow there 's a cloud that comes between, like we read in, uh, in uh, Corinthians there about the veil being on the uh, on their heart, the children of Israel, the veil being on their heart. <clears throat> There's there's it's like there's a veil that comes between us and God and no more do we have that free access to heaven because our heart is condemned. We feel condemned. And then when we go to pray there, it's just like there's something not quite there's something not quite right. Mm. Mm. Well, it's interesting that in Second Corinthians, chapter three, five, 18 there. Maybe we should turn there, but it says there, to, uh, as, as that heart turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. And it's as simple as that. All we have to do, you know, either we're walking, either we're walking after the spirit or walking after the flesh. In Christ, you can walk. Can I say that? I hope nobody runs with this and makes a wrong theology out of it. But can I say this? You can be in Christ, of course. You can be in Christ and still give in to the flesh or walk after the flesh. But we, as the children of God, we want to be walking after the Spirit. And we don't want to live under this cloud of condemnation. If we live under that cloud of condemnation, like I was saying, it just brings a cloud. It brings a cloud on your test. It brings a cloudy, sometimes it's so cloudy that you can even see it on people's faces. And so what do you do with that? Well, the answer to me here is, is very clear. Is if you actually did sin, repent of it. Get back on the rail. Get back on the rail and start walking after the Spirit and all that is behind you. We're going forward. We're going forward. And like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit scattered here this morning. It's not like I laid. Well, I, in a sense I did, but there's things on my heart that I feel that apply or, or tie into some of this. And Lee maybe touched on a little bit. And that is the whole aspect of. There's things that I did. Let's say to Michael, that I did to brothers here in the body, or maybe even sisters in the past that have a way of affecting our relationship. And if we don't deal with that thing, or we don't somehow reckon with that, and, and, and the, the, to me, the, the, the bottom line is, to me, the, where I'm coming out at is with some of this stuff, is, is that, brothers, let's just be honest. We have failed each other. We have. Can we leave it in the past, and let it there, and go forward Now, I realize there's times, maybe some things happen that you can't just do that. And I I want to leave a little bit of room for that. But for the most part, if we keep going back there, we are actually walking after what? The Spirit? We're walking after the flesh. We're going back there. We're We're walking after the flesh and not after the Spirit. And so you wonder why your life is... You're wondering why your Christian life has a veil over it or you you, you just don't quite have that clear, open, free heaven. Is it because you are walking after the flesh and not after the spirit? We'd all like to think that we're walking after the spirit. But I think the reality is we have to be honest with ourselves and with God. If we don't have, like I said, if we don't have that clear open heaven with, with, with the Lord and even with each other, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. And I just see something very beautiful. If we, if, we can, if we can get into this and walk in it, like it says here, if we walk after the Spirit, if we walk after the Spirit the way we should, there's beautiful things that happen